Coming up, attractions to beat the heat at Epcot. Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far Podcast, where we explore perspectives of Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike the Far in this equation. And I'm John. I'm not sure how many miles away right now. (laughs) That's good. Not sure how many miles. I I mean, let's just say it's on 1,000. Well, I'm going to Google map it right now. Let's see if Walt Disney World in general has a... Actually, it says Walt Disney World Resort, 20 miles away is what it said. That's not well, bad. That's it feels not bad. like more than that. But Now, would that be as the crow flies or just as uh, the road conditions? or? Uh, that... I don't know. Like, I'll bet you. So if you Google Mapped it, it's probably on the uh, on the road conditions, yeah, right? Yeah, basically Google Maps. I just typed in Walt Disney World Resort, and it says 20 miles, Orlando, Florida. So that would be from the bubble. So you're more or less uh, 20 miles from the actual Disney-owned property, then, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm at, and and based on my most recent trip, I'm kind of feeling pretty good about where I moved and exactly how it all works. So. That is awesome. So it, it, you're basically going to get there uh, via the turnpike, then, right? So yep. <clears throat> There we go. That is awesome. And that actually puts you closer to Universal as well. You were telling me before the podcast. So you're you're closer to Universal. You're really not that far away from where your old place was um, from the Disney bubble. Maybe a little bit, but uh, not that much, right? Especially given traffic conditions down that way. Well, yeah, I, I was a lot closer there. But depending on when I tried to go, the roads get completely filled. So... You know, if I could get on Disney property before in about 10 minutes, if there was no traffic and the way it's been going, it's more and more and more traffic. So, yeah, I mean, the thing is down there, you could kind of uh, get a taste of Disney every night from hearing the fireworks go off. Right. So you were you would hear the fireworks from both places that you lived. Uh, yeah, previously. yeah, I did. Yeah, I definitely won't hear them from here. So I'm far enough away, but yeah, I I could even see them. I was walking my dogs in my old neighborhood, probably like three or four nights, well, probably a week ago now, and I actually could hear the Magic Kingdom fireworks. And as I was walking past uh, the entry to our neighborhood, I could see the fireworks, like you know, I could see the fireworks in the at, at the horizon. So. It was close enough to see from the neighborhood. Again, we were we we were, we'll have a podcast about this in a, two or three weeks from now when I have more of a chance to process it. That's <clears throat> that could be an interesting topic to discuss. Living very close to Disney and living further away and what it all really means and you know what it's like and all that. So yeah, yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, in our uh, in the parks uh, segment, you you went to Epcot this week, right? I mean, that's the one place you went. But if you want to talk a little bit about uh, 
you know, your movie and not spoil too much because we're going to be talking about it in a couple weeks. But, you know, I, I mean, you could kind of talk a little bit about how that went and how the trip was in relation to, you know, going to Epcot for this new place you're at. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Basically, I moved from Claremont and I, Claremont's a very big place. So I moved from South Claremont. Um, right around where 192 and 27 meet, it's considered like the, it's still considered the four corners area, like where a bunch of, I think four different counties meet up down there. So I think I was about as far south in Claremont as you could get. So we moved from Claremont, and which was about six miles from Disney World, and we moved to Mineola, and uh, it says about 20 miles from Disney, so up driving up 27 it's about a 30 minute drive between my houses so and based on my research before i was a little concerned about you know how long it's going to take me to get to disney and not not concerned that i wouldn't go but i just didn't want to be too far away i've lived so close for so long that i got spoiled but i went yesterday i left the house a little after one a little after 1 p.m and yesterday was a Friday, so, you know, traffic's usually a little he- he- heavier on Fridays. I got on Disney property by about 1.30, and, you know, I got to Epcot by, you know, like 1.38, 1.39, so that wasn't bad. <coughs> I was quite happy and commute. And I, I was going to say, as far as parks this week, that is the only park that I made it to, because technically I shouldn't even have done that. But it was a beautiful sunny day. I had to go to my Claremont house to get more stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to stop at Epcot and just see all the flower and garden stuff. And I got to say, I'm glad I did. I, 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 I'd, I'd have to say that this year, and maybe just because everything's been so dialed back lately, the last couple of years, I feel like there are more flowers and topiaries and displays and stuff at the flower and garden this year than even pre-pandemic stuff. So, I mean, I was just impressed. I'm walking around and the smells and the bright flowers and they, I really feel like Disney went all out for the flower and garden fest this year, which again, I'm surprised because I feel like they've been, you know, uh, uh, most people have been saying you're getting less you're getting charged more, but less of everything. But in this case, man, some the uh, department who does the flower and garden must have had a reserve in their budget or something where they were like, we've been holding back for a couple of years and now all in, you know, because it's just fantastic. I can't wait to go back. And the good thing about the flower and garden is I didn't go to a lot of booths because, you know, it's pretty busy. Not that I wouldn't. I'm sure I'll get something at some point. But just to walk around, it's so be- beautiful. The pictures I got, the, the uh, you know, just in general, just so nice. So I really enjoyed it. I only spent, I spent maybe an hour and a half or two hours there. I don't even remember. Probably two hours. I basically did a big lap around. I saw almost all the topiaries, but I just saw somebody posted Buzz Lightyear who's down by Mission Space, and I always miss that one because, you know, why would I walk down there? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to – I'll go – I'll be back, though. It's 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 on until July, so mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, right. lots of time. Yeah, I was quite impressed, though, with the flower portion. And the good thing about it is 
uh, Epcot on a sunny day during the Flower and Garden Festival, even if it's way too crowded, you could still enjoy it as a as a local. You know, just taking a walk and seeing it was amazing. Yeah, we're going to try and get down there late April, early May for a couple of days just to check it out and uh, maybe get a preview of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I Ooh. don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Hopefully we get a uh, pass holder preview coming up for that. So Yeah, I don't know. Lately they don't do anything for pass holders. It, so it kind of looks hoping. like, yeah, I don't. they're not really talking about it, so I don't know if they're going to do it or not. They did for Ratatouille for you guys. but uh, Yeah, they just do a media events now. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> they bring people in to just although I'm sure it's gonna be great. But I, I really do think people are uh, disillusioned with that based on like the star I, yeah starship, whatever it is, the Star Wars Halcyon thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I can't believe the amount of people who basically were like, I'm so sick of these uh influencers getting free stuff to pretend that things are good and this like I saw a lot of people just seem to be getting disillusioned with them i guess so. you're right they i think i i feel that too i feel that mood as well I think well, that's disney's a little slow so they'll catch on in about 20 years from now <laughs> they, will. That's right. they don't do things too quick yeah yep it'll, it'll be <laughs> it's about what it'll take <laughs> so yeah so that's about it for the parks i i i, I went there walked around the entire thing just got I think I ended up with like 350 pictures and videos in one two-hour trip. So I was recording everything. And then I, I did a live on Ride Through Spaceship Earth just because, you know, I don't... I, I, I like to share that occasionally. That's the kind of ride that's a cool one just to go live on. And I had some people tell me I, I did that at just about three, which is lunchtime in... Uh, the west coast so i had some people saying oh perfect timing for my lunch break you know so i'm imagining there's people you know on the other side of the country eating their lunch while they're just going through spaceship earth with me i thought that was pretty cool yeah that is cool that is cool and and the great thing about that is especially for those people they don't have a, a clone of that ride over there, you know? I mean, and there's most yeah. of the stuff at Epcot, there's really not a clone on the West Coast. So it's got to be something that your your really big Disney fans really appreciate. I, I'm sure you did get a good response from the West Coast there. Uh, it's really awesome. So so that was it for your parks then this week, huh? The, yeah, it's going to be a little slow probably even this week. My house is a complete shambles and I have... I have uh, grass to cut and hedges to trim, and I have uh, uh, an unbelievable amount of boxes to get through and unpack, and uh, it's terrible when you move. I'm looking at all of them, and I'm like, I don't even know why I have all this stuff. Like, I don't even want to take it out of the box. I'm like, well, this is all junk. Why did I keep this? (laughs) I mean, it's not junk, junk, but you know. I'm looking, I have like a big plastic Mickey thing. I'm like, what do I do with this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Seemed cool at the time. Yeah. I got to do more giveaways. Now that I am here, I, I got to get back on that track. And I should just give away Disney type stuff that I don't really want, you know? Would you have a bigger house though, right? Isn't it bigger? No, it's not bigger. It's not bigger? Square okay. footage wise, it's actually a little smaller. But. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I have much more garage space and I oh. have, they don't count. They're like the people who, who own this house added a pool on at some point. 
and a two-car garage. But when they added the pool, they they made what was their outer patio. They kind of closed it in, so it's like a indoor-outdoor type area, and they don't count that as square footage either. So, so it's like a lanai out there, almost going into yeah. your pool area, right? So, so, so technically, I probably do have more space if you count garages and you know semi-covered porch areas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you're not going to store your Disney stuff, though, outside there. So, yeah, I, I get why you want to <clears throat> dump some of that stuff. The problem is my wife doesn't want all my junk all over the nice house, which is why everything <laughs> always stays in my office. And my office just can't hold it. <laughs> and, and, like, when I take the stuff out, I'm like, I don't know where to put anything. It's like my office, it's it's a little corner uh, I it's like an octagon shape because of the shape of the house, and you know it makes it a little awkward for uh, for uh, like you know shelves and having too much junk around. But I'll get it figured out. In the end, I think it'll be good. But right now, there's so much to figure out, and I got to get back to work Monday. So basically, at this point, I have time to um, I have time to cut the grass and. Uh, you know, get ready to go back to work. I, I don't really, I can't get too involved. Yeah, it's yeah. all right though. Yeah, you. That's going to be your. You're hoping your the rest of your lifetime uh, home, right? So. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're hoping. So far, that it's you know, you, you never know what's going to happen in the future. If all things go fairly well, yes, which I don't see why I would ever want to leave here. Yeah, it's giving you giving you lifetime vibes already. So that's. Yep, it really is. We're going to get into our segment now about Epcot. Where do you go in that scorching heat? The surface of the sun that is Florida when it gets summertime or, well, I guess summer in Florida is kind of like most of the time, right, John? I mean, it pretty much starts now until uh, what, November? October in there somewhere. Yeah, most of the time there's only uh, one to two months that's a that cool down a bit. This year we had a little bit extra coolness, but it's starting to heat up down there now, though, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, it's back are... to. I think it's going to be like in the like 90s or something soon. So yeah, yeah. Oh man, so people are going to be needing this one. So attractions at Epcot. I, I mean, I almost think. Starting from a traditional standpoint of entering uh, the front of the park rather than, you know, the the back of the park. Um, you know, if you're coming from Pop Century or somewhere like that or the boardwalk, those areas, you're obviously going to take a little bit different route. But you'll be able to apply that um, this to that, too. So uh, I I guess entering from the front of the park, you know, it's. It's hot. You're you're walking that distance, and and it's a pretty uh, substantial distance from where either a tram or or your walking or your bus or whatever leaves you off. You're going to be worn out by the time you get to say Spaceship Earth, right, John? I mean, I, I would say that's probably the first place you'd go for a little bit of relief. Yeah, um, and honestly, I've I've done that many times. And what I noticed is this is, you know, I've, I'm vacationing in like August. And, you know, if you're opening up the park, Spaceship Earth is not the best idea. It tends to be the you're most right. crowded in the morning. Yep. yep. But if it's not that, 
I remember so many times being on Spaceship Earth, and it's just so nice to be in the dark, air-conditioned, sitting back, and it's such a great escape from the heat. And, you know, as, as, as we're doing this whole thing, it keeps reminding me that when it's super hot out is one of my favorite times to be at Walt Disney World. And it might sound funny, but I think it's because of the contrast. It makes the... All, all these places we're telling you to get out of the sun and the heat, it makes it all the more uh, memorable, you know, and it impacts you even more. So not only is it visual, you can feel that that the, the comfort of the cool dark is, is just, it really does just connect. So, and Spaceship Earth is a great one for that. It's usually not a long line to get in but the ride itself can be like 12 minutes or so and then you could all, all play games when you get off if you want a little bit more time out of the sun so and that's good on the way in or out you know before you head out to the car maybe take a some people even fall asleep on that as it's going up to thing just relax <laughs> yeah. and let it lull you to sleep you know take a little nap cool down it's a, a longer ride too though and i think that's why people do that and um you're you're right and it really feels nice in there typically especially if you're you're just sweaty hot you know and uh just a lot of sections there where you get a a nice breath of air conditioning and like you said that's a great point i didn't even think of that but on the exit of that ride the uh games and things like that that are there and those games are kind of cool you know they might have more of a retro feel to them uh you know but it's it's that weird epcot retro feel you know i really like that there um so you know especially that one where you're kind of uh putting the body together or whatever yeah, you that's, know, that's my kind favorite of, one too that's yeah, yeah I love none that. of them are that's great good. but that is a lot of fun though yeah and great subjective i mean you know <laughs> you could be it could be corny uh great you know what i mean and and it is i think it's kind of corny but i sort of like it you know i, I dig that uh about that so uh once you exit you're kind of out in the crowds and you're out in the heat and uh I'm not really sure what it's going to look like uh, when all those walls come down. It may be uh, pretty open again like it used to be in that area. I don't know. But uh, where would you go from Spaceship Earth, John? Well, you can you can go left or right. But let's see. I guess uh, let, let's do Future World as a whole first. So we'll kind of okay. go. We'll go one and then the other. So let's go left first. Um uh, Mission Space was never really a great ride for getting out of the heat for me. If you like the ride, the queue is inside, so it's not bad. But I think it's just so many people don't like it because you, if, if you have any uh, motion sickness, you won't like it. If if you have any uh, claustrophobia, you won't like it, even the green side. So it really does eliminate a lot of people. So if 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 you like it, it's not that bad. If somebody in your party likes it, just remember you can walk in through the gift shop and go to like a kid's play area and where they have, com- I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's back up yet, but you can go in there and sit in the air conditioning while other people in your party go through the run. So if you can handle it, it's not the worst, I guess. Yeah. I th- they have that, uh, like you said, they have that kind of arcade area at the end and the, um, what's the other area there? They have like, um, 
a store in there, don't they? Isn't there oh, some yeah, kind yeah. of store? Yep. You walk through the gift. You you can actually go into the gift shop, and from the gift shop, it leads into the the game and kid area. And like I said, there's benches back there too to sit down. Yeah. So e- even if you don't go on the ride, once the kid area reopens, like I don't know if it's open now or not. The last time I was on, it wasn't. But if it is, that's a great place for kids to play and get out of that sun. You don't even have to go on the ride. Just walk through the gift shop and kind of sneak or not, just walk back there. It's not, an, not a problem. Yeah. And the cool thing about that ride is they have the two options. You know, they have the more extreme version and then they have the uh, what they have, the orange and the green and or something like that. Right. Isn't yeah. That yeah. The is? orange is the intense one that that that's like a flight simulator. The uh, green one. It moves, just moves around much less. I don't think it spins at all, really. Yeah. So, I mean, coming soon uh, in, in that section of the park, you do have the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, uh, ride coming, but we don't really know what that's going to be like at this no. point. So, um, you also have the creation shop back there, but um, and if you want a break from that, but... I, I don't know. You and I both kind of think the Grace Shop's a little bit lame, right? So Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I Once again, I didn't go in there yesterday. Even when I was there with my wife, usually she loves the gift shops. And I was like, do you want to go in? And she's like, eh. It's, uh, it's, they don't even seem to have great stuff there, so I don't know. Well, the thing I don't like about it is, and I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but they herd you in a certain, you, you can only go in a certain way and go out a certain way. So if they're still doing that, that's kind of a pain in the butt. I don't really like that too much. But um, if if they're not doing that anymore, maybe that is a nice place. If you're just a little overheated, you can kind of go in there and just look around at what they do have. Uh, again, I, it's not my favorite shop. Um they, it's probably the biggest shop at this point in Epcot, uh, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I think that, I don't maybe the theming creeps me out a little bit in there. I don't know. It just yeah, looks like weird, child creepy, robots. Yeah, faceless, like weird androids in there. I, I don't, it, it just, I don't know. I don't like it. It's um, very yeah. sterile and Disney weird. was confused. They gave up on the future, but they still <laughs> like, want it to be futuristic, so they got to make it look scary i guess but i i guess the thing is it's like uh instead of like hopeful fun kind of future it's uh like dystopian almost like almost like uh something that came out of uh, i don't know if you ever saw george lucas's th11 thx1138 but it kind of reminds me of that you know it's like his his original student film and then later he made an actual studio film out of it where it was like a dystopian future and and the characters like kind of wore these masks like that you know that they were faceless and it's just it just creeps me out it's just weird has this sterile feel to it i don't i don't like it but uh in in any case you can get some welcome relief in there uh you know again just watch how they're herding you in and out of there sometimes they have directions you have to go and a direction you have to go out you can't go in every door so i don't think they've been doing that lately I hope not. I really because do. I, I didn't mention it with my visit, but I, just because I, I, I didn't want to get into anything controversial or anything. But Epcot was running when I was there yesterday. I, I didn't even remember to bring a mask with me because I've been moving and stuff. I think I might have saw like maybe like three or four people with a mask on. And that's out of Epcot. Like yeah. That's a lot of people. 
they seem to have just that they really did not talk about it i saw no special doors it felt 99 percent back to normal so that's a good thing, and that's a big difference from when you were here just, you know, not long ago. It really but, is. And I yeah. noticed that just yet yesterday, there was no doors, no, you know, there's still some plexiglass mm-hmm. things up in front of, like, you know, like when you go to check in at the uh, Coral Reef, there's a weird plexiglass cube around it, and, you know, there's still some things that I think they didn't get around to, but... It's They've probably really going to go away, though, right? And just backing off, you know, completely. So, which yeah, is nice. It is. That, that is. It's good. And that's kind of the way it was in the summer when we were down there. You know, it, it started to get back to normal, but then we had all those uh, other surges. And they oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and it's even more than that now. I think it's definitely, uh, definitely, like almost back to normal. So. Almost. Well, that's 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 a good thing. All right, so uh, from there, I think we would uh, have to go to test track, right? I mean, wouldn't you do that? You go to test track. Uh, you can uh, lately the line has really been out the doors, but um, you know, for the most part, once you get into doors, you're immersed in air conditioning in there. So uh has a long uh I'd say longer queue line than what it may look from the outside. Uh on the inside you get to look at some of the prototype cars and things like that that GM's putting out. Um but they do kind of wind you around in there. So you are indoors in the air conditioning for a little while in there, right? John? Yeah and so. most most of the time that is a completely indoor queue. Yeah. Um, so as long as you're inside, I mean, for the, you may, it may be in that queue for a while, but it's a, there's a lot to look at. It's a nice queue. Um, the ride itself is mostly indoors and when it goes outside, it goes fast. So I, I, I would say Epcot, I mean, uh, test track would be considered a, a good ride to beat the heat on. And I think you're getting to see a theme here. As far as future world goes, I think the entire thing is a great place to beat the heat. And Epcot so may be, at least future world, may be the best park for beating the heat with rides, at least. Once I you agree. get to the World Showcase, well, we'll have to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we'll get there. But that's the thing. Uh, I think the thing is at the... Uh, I, you know what we call future world i don't even know what they're called now uh neighborhoods and all this other stuff but they'll always be future it'll always be future world to you and i probably so in that area that's the thing they were supposed to be like exhibition halls almost you know like a world's fair exhibition hall so pretty much everything has always been crafted that way at epcot and you know even um test track is more traditional of an exhibition hall than just about any ride that you will find you know it's got the uh, sponsorship still and you still have even when you exit the ride there john you have an exhibition of general motors cars which is a sponsorship for the pavilion and um they have a really good selection of uh, their their lineup of vehicles in there. It's almost like a, a manufacturer's showroom right there. I, it's pretty cool if you're into General Motors cars. I, I mean, I, I'm going to warn you, if you go there, if you stop there and you show any interest, they swoop in on you like salesmen and then they, they try and get you to sign up for all kinds of stuff. Then they won't leave you alone <laughs> even well, after you. I can trip. tell you that. Just by them be, being there, it actually does work because 
I find myself liking General Motors cars a lot more from being in there. And matter of fact, I'm driving a Chevy right now, and I never owned one. I always had a Honda or something, and I could all yeah. but guarantee that the influence of Epcot, you know, uh, does affect pe people like me. Just like, you know, if somebody would step up and sponsor Spaceship Earth or something, to whatever degree possible, I think I would support it just because I love Epcot. I love Spaceship. It's like, yes, I'm going to. Now, when Siemens did it, it's like, what am I going to buy from Siemens? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to buy Trust new me. medical equipment. It's like, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I, I actually work at a field where we manufacture uh, a lot of components for Siemens specifically. So uh, I was very familiar with the company. Um, every company that I've worked for in the past, I'd say, 20-some years has has done work for them. So I'm very familiar with their lineup, but I don't really know what you would get from Spaceship Earth with Siemens, you're right. And General yeah, Motors. Buy an imaging machine <laughs> yeah, for a million dollars. That's exactly what we create components for. And uh, yeah, you, you're not, uh, you know, we, we create the more sciencey uh, components for those things. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm involved in a lot of the engineering work with those. But, uh, you know, as far as General Motors go, I've actually, um, I guess, you know, I've always told you uh, I have like a more rebellious side. And my dad was always a Ford guy, a Ford and Toyota guy. And um, I, I grew up a Chevy guy. <laughs> I just because I was rebellious. So I've always kind of been a Chevy guy. I've always loved uh, Camaros from the time I was, you know, and, and I grew up in the 80s. So, you know, Camaro and the Mustang were big cars for, you know, central Pennsylvania rural people in, <laughs> in the 80s. So I loved Camaros. I used to have one. Um, I've had a number of General Motors vehicles uh probably i'd say about five of them over the years and now i you know like i said my dad was a toyota guy and i have a honda and a subaru <laughs> so. yeah i was like that too my my dad had like a chevy truck i think and yeah gmc truck and then a chevy truck i had a bunch of hondas in most part yeah. although when i was younger i had a, a gmc sonoma yeah. And I really liked that car. Yeah, it was it, nice was a, it, it, it was a little pickup truck and it was stick shift and it was just so I I really liked it a lot. As far as uh if it if it snowed, it was an absolute nightmare. Even rain, you if if you were stopped on a hill, you might not even be able to make it up a hill because the roads are wet cuz it was yeah. back wheel drive. So that was a problem. In Florida, it'd be a great car, though. In oh, yeah. Pennsylvania, it had its issue. My guess is in Florida, most of the pickup trucks that you'll buy at a dealer will be rear-wheel drive. They probably won't even have four-wheel drive. Although, I mean, a lot of them are going to all-wheel drive, automatic all-wheel drive. So they're probably just going to put that generically on them. But uh, I, I do like that um, showroom at the end of Test Track. It's really neat. It gets to uh, it gives you a, an idea as to what, General Motors is doing. And over yeah. the years, it's really changed. I think if you look at the type of vehicles that they're manufacturing right now, it's more SUV, truck. That's pretty much what all ma American manufacturers are doing now. So, oh, you know. yeah. And, and you, you can bring your kids in and let them, uh, <clears throat> let them climb all around in the car and stuff because it's Disney. And yeah. yeah, you can do whatever you want, which. You know, I always feel weird going to a dealership and you don't want to climb in. You'd have to, there yeah. are all the cars. It's like, this is like walking into the showroom of a car dealer and just been saying, oh, go ahead, kids, climb around. It's like, 
that's yeah it's pretty unique that you can do that so where I else could you have your your kids uh crawl around uh a Camaro or a Corvette, you know, and, and not even worry about it. I, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I just, I love the idea. I love the, uh, throwback to having a sponsorship, uh, pavilion there at Epcot. I wish more people, uh, more companies would get involved. I, I would love if SpaceX would, uh, you know, That's get involved so cool. with mission space and like, you know, like retool that whole thing. And how about great. Tesla get involved with, uh, I, I do like the General Motors, but man, Tesla would make it oh, more popular. That would be great. I, but, I would love that. Yeah, that would be great. You're right. Um, there is a shop too at the end, a gift shop. Um, I actually like the gift shop here as well as somebody who has an appreciation for cars. Um, it's not real gearheaded type stuff or anything like that. So I don't want to, you know give that impression but i really like that gift shop a lot of unique merchandise in there uh tailored for the attraction itself and some general motor stuff in there so uh, I, I like that you're not going to get too many um gift shops that have general motors merchandise um outside of epcot to be honest with you especially on disney property so all right john so if we cross over to the other side of the uh the artist formerly known as future world uh i think we would probably go to the nemo ride right the seas with nemo yeah so it'll be like we're coming in from the entrance and we're going right, right. instead of left yeah and uh <clears throat> as per usual it's an excellent ride to beat the heat on and yeah. maybe one of the best because i mean the queue is very long the ride is not that long, but once you get out of the queue, there's an entire aquarium to walk around in, in the cool air conditions. So it's a really good one for that. Yeah, and you have the upstairs and downstairs portion, which is really nice. You can get a good look at that aquarium from two floors. Uh, you also have the Turtle Talk with Crush in there, which is oh, yeah. an interactive show that's really great for your kids. And even if it's not for kids, you can kind of crawl. If you don't have kids, you can kind of you know sit in the back and just enjoy the uh, technology that they're using and the the things that they do in that show and how they interact with the kids that's pretty neat and uh you know it's funny you know it, it can be fun it's just fun a fun disney show so that can help you beat the heat a little bit uh and again the aquariums they actually have that small room in the center too that kind of has the coral reefs and all that stuff um I really like that because it gets more sciency and more, um, I, I guess, educational in there. Uh, wouldn't you say? Uh, oh yeah, you can. You that's one of the few places you can still learn something. And you know, they do have the Nemo thing too, where they have the big Bruce the shark head that yeah. kids can climb in and get a picture. And yeah, just remember too. I think it's upstairs and downstairs the way they made the aquarium you can actually sit down right next to the glass so there's like mm -hmm. that that means there's like a million benches basically you can find a quiet spot sit down and just watch the fish for a while cool down you know so yeah yeah and the gift shop is on the exit it is a smaller gift shop so you're not going to find a ton of stuff in there but it's it is kind of neat it, it's got some neat aquarium uh you know unique type uh, merchandise in there but um I, I wouldn't call it one of the better uh gift shops on property yeah. 
When my daughter was younger, she actually used some of the money she saved up for vacation and sponsored a sea turtle once there. And that, that was really, really cool. That is yeah, neat. she really liked that, you know, that she could do that. So I didn't even know you could do that in there. That is awesome. Well, you know, she's 20 now, so I don't know if that you still can. But for a while you could. And they they told you all about what, where they did it and how it worked. And they gave you like a thing where you could track the sea turtle you sponsored and this and that. And mm-hmm. it was really cool. Like it, it really was well done. So that is really neat. I, I had no idea that you could do that uh, there, even if you can't now. Uh, I didn't know you could do that at one point. Um, oh, and they have manatees there too, where you could learn. That's a local Florida animal. Yeah. About manatees. So that's pretty cool. Everyone's fascinated by manatees, including me. So that's uh, that's a really cool uh, thing. The thing is, like, I think if you really know where to go there in Florida, you could kind of have encounters with manatees, right? I mean, oh, yeah. You could, there's a place called, I think, Crystal River. You can go there, and in the wintertime, they swim up from the ocean, and you could literally just be right there next to them. You're you're only allowed to have, like, kayaks-type things in there, because manatees are known to get hit by boats. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, there's a story on the one Disney Plus show that they did, uh, where they have a couple of the rescue manatees that got, um, hurt by propellers coming off of boats or something like that so i think that's a big issue for them right and those creatures get huge they are really massive um you know they're not like dolphins like they're they're not i mean they're related to dolphins right but they're not like them they're they get really big yeah i'm surprised i don't know how they didn't get hunted to extinction you know long time ago because they're just kind of there, you know. It reminds yeah. me of like the sloth. It's like how how, how do they even survive? Because there's like birds and stuff that will eat them, and it's like why wouldn't they just eat them all they want? It's like they're just there. They're not gonna. It's yeah. too easy, you know. And there was a big Native American population in Florida, so you would have thought they would have, uh, you know, like went after them or something. But I guess I don't know. Maybe maybe there weren't as many down in that area that. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say area. when 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 the U.S. when the Americans took over, I I think uh, maybe they must not have tasted good or something because they probably would have killed them all. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> that tended to happen. It's like oh look, buffaloes they yeah. taste good. It's like oh almost extinct. Well, that's just all. it. Like you don't hear of anyone. Um, ever using them as a food source so maybe it wow. is maybe they just maybe it's because of how big they were they just didn't you know i don't know there's got to be some reason but anyways uh after that i think we exit there we would go to the land pavilion and i really i mean the land pavilion itself there's so many things to do in there to beat the heat like you don't even have to do anything you can just stand there and people watch you know or lean against the railing at the top of the pavilion but this is a pavilion that uh circles down in and kind of comes to a center area um uh down away from the surface level and uh, it was a pavilion that is built up so you have a ramp that you got to walk up to and by the time you walk up if if you have trouble in the heat by the time you walk up that ramp you're ready for a little relief from the heat so oh and don't forget too uh the movie that's in there which yeah yeah name of all the time but that's the first thing that you come to is the is the, the 
movie, which every couple of years they refresh and put a new movie in there. I'd say every five to ten years, but uh, uh, I think I think that the uh, I think that the uh, Lion King one with Timon and Pumbaa were there for a long time because that's yeah. honestly the only one I ever remember. So that was probably a little longer than ten years. But. It might have been, yeah, yeah. But and the new one, it's called Awesome Planet. Awesome Planet, that's right. And yeah. it's not the best movie, but it's a cool theater. It's 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 looks good. Um, if you're hot. And when you get out of the sun, it's a great place. You can sit down and, you know, cool down and watch a watch a movie. And uh, so and if you're lucky enough to have reservations for the Garden Grill. Yeah. Awesome food. As a side note. Yeah. It's it's great comfort food, like what we would call in Pennsylvania home style food. Um, Very much like your, uh, you know, uh, meat and potatoes type thing, but it's very good. Uh, I yeah, really just enjoy like it Liberty more. Tree. Now I'm hungry again. I want to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I enjoy that kind of food. If you enjoy that type of food, there's not a lot of spice or anything in there, but it's a lot of um, what we call home cooked meals up here in rural America. I guess you would say. Um, and, and again, that garden grill, uh, it rotates around and kind of gives you uh, views of the living with the land attraction. Uh, you get to see Walt's childhood bedroom uh, in the house. Just a little tip there uh, if you go into garden grill. And you get to see the characters. And I'm hearing right now, John, that some of the characters are coming back into contact with people. So yeah. I don't know if that's happening in there yet, but... I didn't like contacting them anyway, but I, I know. Do. <laughs> but I, on a side note, we had one of the best Mickey Mouse interactions ever when we went there to the Garden Grill, and uh, the uh, the waitress and the and Mickey Mouse were very old friends. Like they both have been there for many many years, from what the waitress told, and they interacted with each other, and they were such a riot. Like. I never saw that before, like the uh, interaction between the waitress and the uh, character. Man, they 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 just did such a great job with it. So, but they probably fired both of them now and didn't rehire them <laughs> afterwards. Uh, I don't know. I think there's good continuity with the uh, staff in there because um, I remember seeing. Uh, two different videos from two different content creators in at the garden grill and the waiter they had who um i think he might have been from colombia or somewhere in south or central america i'm not sure where but uh i actually had the same waiter that they did so and their videos at least one of those videos was pre-covid and um then another one was in the middle of covid and ours was in the middle of covid and we had the same waiters the 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 same waiter that they had so i think looking at the staff uh, there's some good continuity there i think they do have uh have some reliable uh uh, service in there if you if you ask me so chances are the people that you ran into they're probably still there hopefully they are well this was long before <coughs> the closed <day>, so. <laughs> now maybe they retired or maybe they did get the axe who knows well, that know. happened to a lot of people too like a lot yeah. of the older employees just retired after the closed down they didn't want to go through all that so yeah i get that 
So oh, anyway, nice. the land is one of the best places yeah. in all of Epcot. The land pavilion may be the best place in all of Walt Disney World for the heat. I mean, you could go in there and see a movie. You could go on Soarin'. You yeah. could go on Living with the Land. You could get lunch at either Garden Grill or go down to uh, Sunshine Seasons and get an awesome uh, quick service meal and sit down down there. And so, again, that use that may be overall one of the best places. And you know, it's sad. I have very limited interaction with it. Maybe you could speak on it more, but. I feel like the Wonders of Life Pavilion used to be like that, too, where there was a lot to do in there. I've only ever been in it when it was functioning as Wonders of Life, maybe once, mm-hmm. you know? But. Yeah, yeah it, that pavilion definitely had um, a lot of interactive things. It was very similar in that regard, whereas the Horizons and World of Motion was all pretty similar to Test Track as far as that that type of cue and things like that but wonders of life pavilion definitely had a um uh had a very much a, a land pavilion type um feel the the rides or attractions i guess i would say in there weren't as iconic as what you have in the land pavilion uh I, it seems to me like i sort of remember like a quick service type restaurant in there i don't remember it's more like a maybe like a counter like one counter there wasn't like multiple counters i don't believe but the attractions themselves there were some interactive exhibits and things like that in there and uh then they had those uh the two um motion uh based attractions and things like that in there but yeah that's what i mean you could go on uh body wars and they had like what was it like the making of me and there was another there was one with that animatronic that got stolen yep. i don't know if that was making a mayor but there was, was another one where it was like your the the guy controlled your brain or something yeah or, that was buzzy was the character i think is what they yeah. called him or something like that I, I i don't remember it's been a long time but uh i i do remember that pavilion as being a nice place to to kind of go it was more or less like a distraction and it sounds like their plans that they did have for that um that new area in that pavilion were going to be similar. I mean, it wasn't going to be the same, but it was going to be kind of like a distraction type thing with a few attractions. And uh, that that probably would have been good. But I, I always thought live, the land pavilion was a little bit better because, you know, especially now with two iconic attractions, one iconic restaurant in there. Well, the good news is I was kind of afraid that they were going to just, you know, stop talking about the play pavilion. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound that great to me, but any just to go in that building again, I loved it when they just used it for festivals. So I'm sure it's going to be one more actual pavilion to go into at Epcot. I'm very excited for it. When will it be done? Eh, After Epic Universe sometime, eh, probably. Universal will make an entire park before they're able to do that. But when it is, though, I'm just glad because it's still in the Epcot experience. Because the Spaceship Earth re- redo was removed, the Mary Poppins attraction was removed, and this is removed from the Epcot Experience Preview Center that's over at the Odyssey. But the Play Pavilion is still in the rotation, meaning they're still saying it's coming. So, Well, that's good news. That's good news. I, I hope it does. I think uh, for kids especially, and for my two little girls, by the time that is 
uh, put into service. My guess is they're going to learn that. Well, they probably. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) It's not in any hurry or anything. Yeah, yeah. uh, I guess we could leave the Lamb Pavilion and uh, travel to the Imagination Pavilion, which. you know. Yeah, I, I I just wanted to mention when that play pavilion opens, I think that yeah. might be an, another awesome place for to get out of the heat. And I do a, think so. As a side note too, when Innoventions was there, was an absolutely fantastic place to get out of the yes, heat because even was. the rain too. I I remember going in there, and you know we'd get in line for you know the great piggy bank adventure or the. Uh, the uh, where's the fire exhibit and all, all of a sudden the afternoon thunderstorm came rolling in and i'd be in a beautiful building and this and that and enjoying it in there and it's like wow look it's a torrential downpour out there and lightning and thunder and wind and rain and then by the time we were done well that's gone and we go back out and it's hu- humid from the from the rain and i'm like man epcot is great because there's not many parks where you can barely notice the storm go through so but yeah. they're gone yeah they are but um i it's funny you said that because from our trip in 2008 i think it was in there somewhere uh i actually that's the last time i remember spending a lot of time in there and i think it was glidden was it glidden that had like mm. kind of like a paint workshop type yeah, deal yeah. in there they did colors you go into this room and it would change colors to give you yeah show you the different like feels and stuff yeah so i i took my daughter in there because um I think we had like a switchback or something for uh, test track. So my mother-in-law and my wife went on test track and I took my two little girls at the time. That's we only had two little girls at the time Um, on that attraction. We walked in there and I found pictures from that trip the other day and there was a cast member in there actually. they all had lab coats on. They put lab coats on the kids and they were doing like all kinds of experiments and stuff. It was really cool. It, it was interactive. You know, um, the cast members were great. Uh, just how they handled everything. And and that was, you're right, that was a great place to beat the heat. And on that particular day, I remember it being really hot and you can see it on my kids' faces. They're all like flush yeah. and sweaty and all that. So I, I remember interventions too. The one year we went and there was, uh, you, you could get a free uh, picture with Mickey Mouse or ba- basically the Fab Five characters. Mo- and if you had a Disney Visa card and then they had yep. video games for free all along the back wall. Mm-hmm. And then they had a... Uh, Segway area too, where I got to ride a Segway. It's the only time in my life I've ever ridden that. one, yeah. and you could do it for free there. They they'd show you how it works, let you go up and back, and I'm like, little stuff like that was so special to me. I, I was like, and as you can tell, I'm still talking about it. It has nothing to do with a Disney movie, but man, that right? Was so- yeah, and um, that was a period of time where you would see people, uh, cast members in the park every once in a while on Segways, so. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, they even used to have Segway tours where you could tour Epcot right. with Segway. If they still had that stuff when I moved here, there's a good chance that I'd be like, that's worth saving up for, you know, because yeah. that's really cool. 
Yeah, that they was got cool. rid of all that for some reason. Yeah, it's hard to tell if they're going to do anything in there. I don't think they totally ripped all those buildings down. So they, I, I mean, I know they're doing. Uh, they put the Coca-Cola experience in there. They well, put, you know. I can tell you, as of yesterday, I walked past that across from uh, Creation Shop and the Coca-Cola. They are. They've been working in there at a very fast pace and. It's really coming along, whatever they're doing in there. But my guess would be another restaurant, maybe, or something, because they yeah. do need food up there. They do. So, but I if don't you know remember, is, I might... well, if you remember, there used to be a restaurant in there, uh, the Electric Umbrella, and before that, I, it was something else. It was called something else before that. I don't remember, but that two-story kind of restaurant in there. And my understanding is that they are putting another one of those in there. Uh, I don't remember what they were going to call it, but the theming will be similar you know be that kind of sterile uh theming i i guess the uh food might be a little different it'll still be uh standard you know burgers and fries type stuff but uh it's gonna be a little bit higher end i guess and i don't mean like expensive higher end i just mean it'll, it a lot of people used to complain about electric umbrella i thought it was okay you know I, but uh, for my for my wife and daughter that that was their savior there. They were yeah, like, same they for were, I, I I was like, Epcot has so much great food, and they're, they're I like, I don't want any of that. <laughs> Where's the chicken nuggets and burger and fries? And it's like, ah, oh, electric umbrella. Here we go. That's so my family too. <laughs> it, it's not that it's not that Epcot needs it, but because people don't all love good food, some people want boring American standard stuff. Yeah. And again. Uh, in the World Showcase, <clears throat> that used to be the American Pavilion too, which they ate at quite often. And now that's bar- barbecue, so it's still good, but it's not quite as American bland as yeah. the chicken nuggets. So I, I guess uh, back to the Imagination Pavilion, it's pretty similar to uh, the other pavilions in that you know you have an attraction, but it does have a pretty uh, longer queue line so you do get out of the uh, out of the heat and um, as you walk back there I, I don't think that's sponsored by Kodak or anyone anymore is it John or Polaroid nah. or anyone like that so but that area is coming back to life after you get off the ride though yeah. meaning they have a couple of meet and greets there like I think they had a Wreck-It Ralph and stuff and I'm pretty sure that that is back now where there you can meet some characters back in there yeah. so you know that's always an added plus and there's still a couple of interactive things going on like the figment one where you put your hand in and you can make the music go as like a conductor with your hand and yeah. you know they got rid of all the machines you'd have to touch because you know yeah science yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, as you walk uh, back through the queue itself, there's some interesting things and nothing interactive, but just some cool little Easter eggs to some some of the, um, I guess, more kid movie, kid friendly movies from Disney's past. You know, some of the sciencey movies and stuff. But um, you know, you have the Figment attraction itself, and then once you get off that, like you said, you have that. Uh, that area in there you got a little gift shop at the end after the attraction but if you're a dvc member that's where the dvc lounge is right and if you have dvc and i do not but i don't know if you ever did when you had dvc john but i went up there once and it was so cool i think they gave you free drinks 
And it was just a huge, like looking out that pyramid is just so pretty. I I need to find somebody that's DVC to bring me up there again because I had to sell my DVC when I moved here from Florida because I needed the money for a down payment. That, but I honestly do miss it. I wish I could have kept it and moved, but, and that's one of the reasons that it's such a cool spot. It is. I mean, I've seen video of it and everything. Never been up there myself, but uh, to beat the heat, my goodness, oh, what a great place. They'll even give you a free Coke, I think, if you go up. There you go. And, and speaking of Coke, so when you walk out of there, and, and let's not forget, they have the uh, right as you exit, you can go up and there's always a movie or something up in that um little building up above i think they they do like typically it's like a pixar type thing going on up there right john it used to be captain eo and uh it's a pixar film festival yeah Yeah. and so yeah you have that so you can go in there if you want to that's a great place to cool down it is and honestly it's just the little movies that come before the pixar movies but there's also a Mickey Mouse one, which I love. It's a Mickey Mouse and Minnie, and mm-hmm. they come right out of the screen. And that is so well done that I recommend everybody see it at least once just for that movie, you know, alone. It's mm-hmm. worth it. So, you know, for the Coke thing, you know, you have that uh, that kind of world of Coke where you get the free Coke stuff. I would recommend that normally, but man, there's always such a line to get in there now at this point, right? And so most of the time you're standing outside. Uh, well, if it's calmed down a little bit, that's a great place to go. I think it has. I have not, I've never been in there yet, but when I was there yesterday, I looked over there and I did not see a line outside. So it maybe they're not as concerned with how many people because like I said, they also got rid of the entrance way. Like you could go in and out of, creation shop any door you want now so right you know maybe they got rid of that or maybe it just all the uh instagram vlogger people already saw <laughs> it so calm no down right because no, nobody else would wait in line for it you know yeah all right so i think we're ready to tackle world showcase now because we kind of covered that and and you know as far as world showcase goes almost everything is outside almost uh, almost everything you do have movies at what the the Canada Pavilion at the yep. France Pavilion um, in China. Uh, China you know um, those are just the movie attractions which by the way I really like the the original one the one that you'll get in the evening in France um, I like the China one quite a bit I don't really like the Canada one it's I haven't met boring. anybody yet that thought the new Canada one the new was one's good. bad. Uh, the, the last the one other, was great, and yeah. you know had Martin Short. Martin and Short, said, awesome. It snows 365 <laughs> days a year, and he's like, "No, it doesn't." You know, like he yeah. added comedy to it, and the new one is no comedy at all. You know, they're like Canada's greatest import is this and that, and they actually, yeah. and it's like great. It's like man, I, I you you feel like you're in a you know a a, a middle school yeah uh, like a... history. Uh, lesson on Canada from a very boring teacher yeah and and it is what it is it's very uh tourist um bureau type thing you know I I mean there's I I just don't really like it it's not popular and uh so there's enough to say that I don't know why they got rid of Martin I don't know why they did the only thing I I can think is he says oh at, at, at the end he used to say 
how do I get out of here? I've got a fast pass for Sora and I got to get out. Like he's in the screen. He can't get it, get out. Yeah. And now they don't have fast pass anymore. So maybe that's why yeah. I don't know, but that seems like a terrible reason. Ah, they could have redubbed them to just say uh, lightning lane or something. Yeah. <laughs> of course we don't know how long that's going to last given the awesome popularity of it, but uh, that's another subject. Uh, you know, Canada, the thing about Canada is I don't think the shops are all that big. There's some restaurants there, of course. You know, you got the the really um, famous and popular uh, steak place there, which, you know, I think you, you've you had some iffy experiences in there, right? Yeah, so. I thought it was good, but, you know, not as good as Texas Roadhouse where I would have paid $10 for my steak. So, yeah. you know, I, I liked it. But since I live here, I wouldn't go back for that, you know? Right. It's just good. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, for the most part, the Canadian one is probably one of the worst to get relief out of the heat. Um, It's just, like, the gardens are beautiful and everything back in there, uh, but it's hot you know i wouldn't say the worst though because i know it's one of them though i i would think right i mean you're right because there are a few things if you consider the movie yeah no but without the movie yeah it might be the worst yeah but see you forgot about the movie already i know that's the thing it's like i it's so traumatically since the movie's so bad and you definitely don't want to go in there then yes canada's the worst because you're not even going to want to go in the movie and and, so uh, you know yeah canada (laughs) if you could though you could sit down in the lobby there and wait for the movie canada has a soft spot in my heart because that's where my wife and i went for our honeymoon so i i i just it's traumatic to see how bad that movie is (laughs) but i i mean once you leave the canada pavilion um uh isn't the where is the uh festival center that they're using now is it between there and yeah it's between canada and the uk but they have not used it the last couple of festivals they haven't but if they open that up again when they do use it it's a great place to cool off Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of a lot of space in there, uh, a lot of uh, kind of festival-related uh, food and beverages. They usually have some form of entertainment and a shop in there. But uh, okay, so let's move on to UK. The UK, all you basically have is uh, you know a, a bar, <laughs> like a yeah. restaurant, um, and, and some shops. <laughs> That's about it. So and there is an outdoor garden area, and they There's. have been. <laughs> I heard live music coming from there yesterday. Yeah. So, but again, it's not good for the heat. It's not it's good for terrible. the heat. Not good for the heat. Uh, so if you walk up over there, you're going to the France Pavilion after that. And uh, France Pavilion can be a mix because you have the Ratatouille ride, but so much of the queue is outside. Yeah, that's not really a great escape, at least not right now with the way the lines are. You're going to be outside for a, a yeah, and and again, it's not portion. It's not really a judgment on the beauty back there because it's beautiful and everything, but uh, even the crepe stand back there is mostly outdoors, and you're going to be standing in a line. Yeah. Uh, the I guess the one welcome relief there might be the store. And maybe if you're going into that, uh, that deli they have back there, which, you know, kind of opens up into a little tiny cafeteria there. 
if you're lucky enough to get a seat, yeah, yeah, it's very difficult. That's why I emphasize yeah, that's tiny. a great little spot to get. You get a you can get a coffee and uh, some pastries or something and sit in there. But most of the time, it's such a small little area that you're lucky if you find a seat there. Now, let me emphasize, though, part of the reason why that's so popular now has to do with I, I blame it totally on social media, because for years there wasn't a lot of uh a lot of people that went into that pavilion. Um, I always remember going in there having no lines for the 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 uh, uh, restaurants and things like that in there. I mean, the the restaurants themselves aren't easy to get into, but I mean, as far as the quick service stuff. Yeah, the bakery back the there. The bakery I, was always We, we used empty. to just go back there and we'd get a uh, Napoleon and split yeah, it. Yeah. That was really good memories of just going in there and, you know, as a family, we'd all go in there and try different stuff and we'd come out and eat it. And there was always seating. And like you said, it wasn't that popular. It wasn't. It got there, though. Social media, um, Disney's ability to add quite a few good options back there um, at the counter. And also, I think the the ride has brought a lot more people back there. So France Pavilion is definitely very popular now. It, it wasn't as popular in the past. Uh with that said, I, I mean, I can't really say that that's a great place to beat the heat because of how many people are back in there now. Um, yeah, yeah. If it's if it's slow and you could watch the movie and enjoy the bakery, it could be all right. Yeah, yeah. But not great. So I think the uh, next pavilion, is it Japan or Morocco? I'm, I'm getting that mixed up. Which is the next pavilion mm. in line there? You know, I don't remember either. I, I walked there so often, and yet I feel like I'm going to say it wrong if I... Uh... I sort of thought it was Morocco, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Morocco. It's Morocco, right? Yep. So the thing about Morocco is I, I would normally say um, not a lot of places to beat the heat. Like the, the shops and stuff are kind of cramped yeah. and things, but it's like they're strung back to back. But they have that lounge in there where it doesn't really have a restaurant. It just you can go in there and relax in the air conditioning, right, where there used to be the restaurant in there. I don't know if that's even open anymore at all, though, because last couple of times I was back there, the door is just shut and it says that the restaurant's closed. So, Yeah, I, I know the restaurant is definitely closed. Um, it was, uh, I don't know, I'd say, um, I don't know, it was always like a nice place to go back and sit down and just kind of have a drink, uh, at least over the last couple of years when that restaurant was closed down. So I'm not sure what they're doing back there. But if it is that lounge area where you can just kind of have free and open access to it, that's kind of nice. <clears throat> but but uh, yeah, everything else, though, even the uh, Tangerine Cafe, <clears throat> it's back open again, basically. And you can get food there. And there is places to eat inside, but very few tables. So yeah, yeah so, you might be able to sit in there. Yeah, not not absolutely great for the heat. Um Next would be Japan, then, I, I believe. And the nice thing about Japan, there's a couple restaurants there that you can go into, but I think they're all uh, sit-down restaurants, right? So you might have some difficulty. It's that, not like you're going to wander in there, right? There is one, and it's 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 all the way in the back left-hand corner of the pavilion. It's up the hill, past mm -hmm. the koi pond and stuff. It's like in a Japanese garden. And... I haven't eaten there in a long time, but there is a place to eat inside up there. And most people don't even think about it. I remember I would get teriyaki chicken 
and rice. And I remember thinking at the time it was like $10. And I thought, wow, that's a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shop there is really nice. Um, and it's a long, like a big shop strung together. It's almost like an attraction in and of itself, right? I mean, that, that store there. Uh, especially uh, if you like uh, authentic Japanese um, merchandise, like they they have really good uh, anime stuff that you can't typically find in the United States. So they are legitimately um, uh, importing stuff from Japan in there. So even like dishes, bowls, and you know things like that. Yeah, I bought a lot of my dogs and cats bowls from there. They have rice bowls, and they're just so beautifully done. And- they actually were really cheap, at least at that time. That you could get a beautiful hand-painted rice bowl for between like four dollars and six dollars somewhere in there. And like I said, I all of my pets have cool Japanese little bowls that are just so cool. Yeah. So I I do that. You could take your time and go through that store and really so. So it's not the greatest pavilion for the heat, but if you take your time and go through the store. Then right when you come out of the store, if you come out the back, make your first right up the path, and there will be there will be uh, that's where the restaurant is on top of the top of the stairs. There, there's a mm-hmm. restaurant, quick service. So yeah. if you do both that, you, I guess you could beat the heat a little. But the one thing I could say though too is that gives Japan a little bonus is that kakigori, the shave, the ice that they sell there. And I don't know what the price is right now because, you know, prices have been going up a lot lately. But for about $6, you can get a gigantic ice thing that's just so huge. And again, a giant pile of flavored ice really cools you off in the summer. It's so popular there. So Mm. you're not out of the heat per se, but man, that ice can cool you down and give you some uh, well-needed hydration at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will. Um, another thing I'd just add, um, I bought my first bonsai tree in that pavilion. Hey. So that's uh, they have an authentic bonsai um, uh, area back there. And it's that's really cool. And, um, you know, like, like I said, authentic chopsticks, authentic uh, robes, things like that, you know, really cool stuff. So I never tried to shave dice back there. That is a great tip, especially for the heat. Man, that is really going to cool you down. Um, so the next pavilion, is that the American pavilion next already? Yeah. So I really, I think to beat the heat, I think the American pavilion is probably one of the better ones because there's art galleries in there. There's the, the movie slash attraction, the American adventure. There's a big uh, restaurant there. Um, you know, there's the great big atrium in the middle of the pavilion. Uh, there's a lot of things. I, I'm not going to say it's the most exciting no, thing for a lot of people to do. You will have some people in your party falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> during the American adventure, but <clears throat> I think it's cool, but again, I I say that, but ask me the last time I've seen it, I'd be like, oh, I think when I was on vacation here before I moved, it's like, you know, it's impressive, and I really do need to go back and see it again. That's a good reminder. I don't know why when I walk by there, I my brain does not even comprehend that there is a ride here to or an, an attraction. So I really need to say, especially with these crowds, it's the perfect place to get out of the heat, sit down. You're as far away from the entrance as you can get. 
Yeah. yeah great place to take a break. Absolutely. I, I would recommend it. And uh, a really good quick service restaurant back there that is Muppet themed now. I like this quick service restaurant. Um, and it's it's like a go-to for my family now. And oh, yeah, I love it, too. I think it's great. It's great. I, I love the theming. The Sam Eagle theming is so cool. Um, you don't see a lot of this stuff. Like, it's not Muppets in your face, but it's more Easter egg type stuff. And I love a good Easter egg. And that place is just filled with them. Just a lot of callbacks to, um, you know, a, a competition, a barbecue competition that happened um it's like lore heavy and i love that i really love it um so when you leave there is is it germany is next it's italy is the next italy one. italy okay uh, that's the one i always get really mixed up so italy's next and i can't really say good things about italy as far as beating the heat no it's beautiful but it is unless you're going to eat at one of the restaurants you're not going to beat much heat in there there's a couple of stores and but even the stores are smallish and if you have kids there's a lot of breakables in those stores i I always dread taking my kids in there we um, could honestly too combine germany with this too yeah right there's it's the same thing if if you eat at beer garden it's beautiful in there but you need a reservation and it's a sit-down restaurant otherwise there's a couple of small stores and you know some uh, outside booths if you want to buy a pretzel or some beer but it's not going to beat the heat there though that's right so those two i think are the worst ones at the world showcase for the heat they're beautiful pavilions but for the heat there's not much to do and if it's the middle of the day it's going to be like the desert there yeah and as you travel from there uh, you basically have that kind of like africa outpost right next and that's all outdoors so that's not good um as far as the heat beating the heat and then you have china is it china's the next one right and so the thing about china is it's similar to um the american pavilion in that it has a museum in there that kind of showcases the chinese parks and um a lot of people don't even know it's back there and they avoid it, but you could spend some time in there oh, and yeah, the, the movie, the movie's great. I really oh, like yeah. it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that movie and I'm glad they didn't redo it yet because if it follows the trend of everything else, it will go to painfully bland. So yeah. I, I enjoy the, the little story they do of it and just, it's it's a really cool movie and I've never gotten sick of it yet. So I, I enjoy it. And yeah, the the Shanghai Disney that they have ahead of that now, yeah, you can spend a lot of time looking at rides there. They have videos, they have scale models, they have costuming. Mm-hmm. There's so much in there for about Shanghai Disney and most of us will probably never get there. So. Yeah. And and I'm a fan of um, the models themselves. I think they're really awesome. I, I I love model building and models, and they've just done a good job with them. Uh, they have authentic dress for the cast members there, too. Like, they show yeah. a representation of them. Um, after the movie, you have those shops that you walk into. And oh, those that's shops, big yeah. yeah, they're they're big and they're kind of, like, strung back to back to back. So you can avoid the heat there. Um they even have like authentic uh, Chinese beers in the cooler there, which is really cool, and and soft drinks in the cooler there. Um, I like that. Uh, 
and and some uh, snack foods, authentic Chinese snack foods. So, oh, yeah. I, and I do buy that stuff sometimes. I like those. I think they're some kind of rice candy, and they're mm-hmm. like soft. I don't know what they are exactly, but they have orange and strawberry, and I love those things. And uh, they have them at Japan and China, but at China they were much more affordable. And I'm like, that's usually where I buy them. They're, they're similar. Yeah. I don't know what they're called exactly, so I won't even try. But I, I do love that store. I like it almost as much as the Japanese store because it's yeah. just so authentic. It's like, yeah. you know, it's it's just so cool. And it's packed full of stuff there. So, too. yeah, China's better than I thought. If you include mm-hmm. that store and the pre, the, the Shanghai Disney area and the show, you could really cool down in China. As far as food goes, they have, I think it's called like, I don't remember what it's called, but the Lotus Cafe or something mm-hmm. where they have orange, they have a couple of meals like orange chicken and something else, but it's completely outside basically. Like there's no windows, it's undercover, but it, it's not air conditioned. Yeah. So I think the thing that saves that pavilion is the fact that everything is kind of tied together back to back. So you never have to go outside to really get to each one of those places. You know, you could walk into the movie, you know, like the, the pre-show area, you could go into the museum from there and the, the displays and all that stuff. And then you could go right into the movie. And even that uh, sort of temple, like pre-show building is really cool. And and you can kind of sit in there and just look at the paintings and things in there. Um, and then go into the movie and right from there you go to the store. So that's, that's kind of cool there. Uh, once you leave China, you go to Norway next, I believe. And Norway's a mixed bag, John. Uh, wow. It really depends what you're doing there. I mean, yeah, it, if you're not eating, I don't think it's a great place to be to eat because chances are you're going to be waiting outside in the sun to even get into the ride. So even the the meet and greet though, which I guess is now indoors again, and they moved Anna and Elsa in there, and you have a you you could get in there again. It is a long queue so you spend a lot of time indoors but there's all it's like a mixed queue so it's indoor outdoor um and uh you know at times um but for the most part you are waiting indoors so i i think it's a mixed bag uh yeah you do have a little museum there right so you can kind of go in there and look around yeah Um, yeah there's a museum but it's so small it's like it is as a side note i was gonna say the Anna and Elsa, it, it doesn't say to meet them. I'm looking at the app right now. It says, see Anna and Elsa at Royal Summer House. So it's almost like a like a, like a a sideshow attraction. Yeah, you just <laughs> right. walk by and look at them. And there's only a 10-minute wait. So, I mean, wow. I don't really like meeting characters. But for most people, I don't think there's only a 10-minute wait, which shows you that it's losing popularity with the seeing them instead of talking well, if to it's, them. If it's like that sideshow format, that kind of stinks because that was one of the best meet and greets that you could find on property. They really interacted well with all the kids and they were in character. So they were, I, I kind of thought they were annoying with their high pitched voices all the time. But to be honest with you, my kids loved interacting. Like my son would joke with them and do stuff like that. And, um, you know, because they're two attractive ladies, I think he always liked seeing them. And my two young daughters um, just 
love Frozen. You know, they're they're at that age. So it was always great to kind of interact and um, they were good with the kids. But if it's that sideshow format, I don't really I don't dig that too much with them. I think that's more creepy than anything, you know. Yeah, here's a a, a, a human <laughs> caged off to look at. Yeah. Like, oh, that seems weird. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> so it's the direction Disney's going. This. It is. They're it, very comfortable with that. For some reason, I think so, but I think they're finding on their surveys that people don't like it. So I think it's starting to change a little bit. Like I said, uh, I saw a picture of um, Winnie the Pooh actually hugging someone the other day. So I think some of that stuff's starting to come back around. Um, I hope so. Um, from from there, then I think we can move on to the Mexico Pavilion. Now, this one I really like a lot because you know you're in that pyramid and there's a lot of room in there to walk around and do things, a lot of things to look at. You have indoor restaurants, uh, a an indoor restaurant. You have an indoor um, bar there and an indoor attraction, the ride itself, which rarely has a big line. And, uh, you know, it's a nice, calm boat ride, uh, easy to get on, easy to get off, um, and it takes some time. So it, it's a crowd eater and a time eater, and you can relax and, and enjoy the air conditioning. Uh, you have a marketplace in the middle of the pavilion that you can kind of look around at authentic uh, Mexican gifts. You have some craftsmen in there actually creating authentic uh, Mexican things. Um they have a tequila bar too, I think. I yeah, think yeah. I've and never been in there, but I haven't either. But I, my understanding is uh, Neil Patrick Harris actually helped them uh, concoct and create a specific drink in oh. there. So you can walk in there and ask for the Neil Patrick Harris yeah. tequila. <laughs> Since he follows my account, maybe I'll message and ask him. That's him. right. You Just kidding. Him. I wouldn't message him. <laughs> Well, he, he, uh, my understanding is he walked in there and actually helped them, uh, create a drink behind the bar one time and they took that drink and added it to their menu. So yeah, that's awesome. Ask for the Neil Patrick. Okay. So again, there's a lot of things to look around at. I really like that pavilion. Um, I think it's one of the best just because when you walk in, it may not have the most to do, but when you walk in, it feels like you're outside at night in a, in a, a Mexican market. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And that's what I really like about it. And then add the boat ride and man, that really just goes a long way. So it just does. the feel of it, it's always been a favorite. Yeah. And uh, once you walk out of there, then we're pretty much close to the end of our journey, but we did forget to walk into the Odyssey building. And in the Odyssey building, it's a great place to cool down, in my opinion. There's some quick service uh, counters there for like wings or fries or stuff like that. Uh, but you also have the, is it called the Epcot Experience, I believe, John, yeah. is what they call it. And it just gives you uh, a preview of the future goings on at Epcot and what they're working on. And uh, it, it's a neat uh, exhibit back there. I really like how they've done it. it. Used to be you would find scale models on such things, and that was it. But this is like a multimedia uh, interactive exhibit. I really recommend people to walk in there and just kind of take a look around. There's not a lot of space in there, but definitely you can beat the heat in there. And most people don't walk in there uh, 
let's face it, they just they just don't even know it's there. But it's there, and it's uh, I think it's a, an enjoyable attraction, in my opinion. All right, John, you have anything else at Epcot to beat the heat? I think that's about it. Yeah, I think we covered it all. And I'd say overall, Epcot is one great place for the summer. You know, like for when it's hot out at Disney, if you make an effort and you can really stay fairly cool at Epcot. I agree 100% with that. I think uh, I, I can't even imagine we haven't tackled Magic Kingdom yet, but I can't imagine Magic Kingdom being better than Epcot as far as that goes. But we'll see because we always run into unexpected things in these podcasts. So uh, I, I just think the other thing with that I'll mention is with the festivals, they might drive you to be outside a little bit more. And if you're not a big fan of the festivals, then it's the perfect park for you. But if you love the festivals, you can still go to the booths. And then we've just given you a lot of areas to kind of go in and get relief from the heat in between your booths and in between the sightseeing of the festival stuff. Hey. You could even go in the places like Mexico, bring your food in with you. And yeah. I used to get ice cream and go and just sit inside by the fountains indoors and just such a nice place. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I, I love that pavilion a lot. I, I'd almost say that's probably my favorite pavilion to beat the heat in, to be honest with you, yeah. um, the more I think of it. Uh, all right, John. So how did your social media go this week? Um, it's been going pretty good. I've been uh, distracted a bit. Yeah, I understand why all that moving and everything. <laughs> yeah, as you can imagine, I haven't put up as much as I usually do, but I've been trying to keep up on with it. And uh, the weird thing is, I feel like you know my my views have been down and my reach is down, but then I look at my screen and it says that i reached 1.4 million accounts in the last 30 days that's higher than in the past and i think overall my daily stuff has just been rising you know for both my accounts so that's a positive thing they did restart my next bonus again i know on the last podcast i had said you know there's sometimes there's days in between when they ask you to come back again yeah i was gonna ask you about that i wasn't sure if that happened or not and uh it's interesting because that that generates significant revenue for you i i think that's great that they're able to restart that again is it under the same rules and pretense yeah yeah it's weird sometimes there's just a uh pause of a few days in between and why i don't know and every time it happens i think to myself you know, it was a good run. I made money. I'm happy about it. But then when it comes back again, I'm like, yes, another chance. Let's see if I can do better. So, <clears throat> But anyway, since the new one, my best video has been, I put, I, 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 I like to pick one that has legs, meaning it's going to last and keep getting hits throughout the 30 days. So I picked the Little Mermaid scene from Philhar Magic. Because people just love that so much. And that's up to 73,000 views. Mm. So that's a good one. Um, it's up to 4,600 likes. Or 4,000. 4, yeah, 4,600 4, likes. So that's doing good. Um, I did the uh, dig site pool at Coronado Springs. Literally just the pyramid. Because I know that's done well in the past too. So again... Instead of experimenting, the first few, I'm trying to get ones that I know will continue on because that's how you can make more money. <clears throat> um, 
I did one of Space Mountain that did pretty good, like twenty four thousand views, and so that's that's about it for uh, the Disney one. <clears throat> now, as far as Universal goes, uh, my views have definitely dropped for that. Like for a while, I was getting like you know like ten thousand views and twenty thousand views, and I went back to you know three thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand. But again, overall, it's consistent. Um, people are watching stuff. In the past couple of weeks, I'd say my my best one is probably uh, so far is Revenge of the Mummy. The scene where the guy talks and you kind of shoot the the um, roller coaster shoots right into like the mummy and he opens his mouth and like mm-hmm. eats the roller coaster right and that's just an amazing scene. Yeah, you know? I love that. I love so that scene. That's up to 9,700, so that's pretty good. And again, my my uh, bonus was renewed for that one too. So that's so far that's doing pretty good. Um, TikTok went to a slowdown again, but you know I, I I don't remember what I was at last week, but I'm at 50,000 followers, 50,300, and so you know it slowed down a bit, but. TikTok does that. The only thing that seems to do really good is POV roller coasters for me. So outside of that, there's not a lot of big things on there. And there's only so many coasters at Disney and Universal I can do that on. But I need to find a pair of good uh, camera glasses, like higher quality, and then go to Universal and ride all that stuff again. Because that's how you get the good ones. But... They don't seem like they've made any new ones in the past few years. They seem to be all just old models that are not that great. So. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the technology's really advanced all that much. Yeah, yeah. Usually every like year things really pick up, but with them, I had ones that were like probably like ten years old, and then I bought a pair recently. And I'm like, these are the same glasses. I'm like, they literally the same quality, the same build. I'm like, they didn't change at all. I'm like, wait a minute, this is so weird. Like, and they're different brand names and stuff. But again, I I, I can't even tell them apart now. The two pair. I'm like, I don't know which one is which. They're so similar. And like I said, they look the same too when you use them. I'm like, man, I wasted my money buying another a pair that you know I researched it and I bought a pair I thought were good. And man. Probably made in the same factory, even. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, so they need to make new ones of that up, because I would love to do some new uh, stuff at Universal, like ride all the rides and get good videos. I think that would go a long way on TikTok, too. Mm-hmm, I agree. So yeah, and that's about it for social media. All right, John. So uh, where can they find you online? Well, you can find me at c.wdw on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, uh, c.uo on Instagram, and cwdw on um, YouTube. Oh, I did want to mention, too, I didn't talk about my followers. I kind of hit a milestone this week, 60,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, that's great. And for people that listen to us, you'll remember all of my complaining when I was at 42 about how it seemed like it's never going to go over. And... You know, then I got to 50 and I was quite pleased with that. I thought that was a great goal. And the 60 just kind of organically went up. I think the reels thing really brings more eyes. So again, I'm at like 60,100 right now. 
And uh, yeah, I like I was saying last week, I'm hoping that there's like some algorithm that pushes me up because I don't see a lot of people in the 60s. I see like 75 and then 100 and not many in the middle. So maybe there's an algorithm that pushes me up. I, I doubt know. it, but it's just wishful thinking on my part. I know they have from a business standpoint as a business owner, I know um, Meta or Facebook or whatever you want to call them, that entire algorithm is really messed up. And I've I've talked to some other small business owners in my area that um, rely very heavily on them, like on them, like I do. And I can tell you, we all have the same complaint. The, uh, the, the Facebook uh, algorithm is just really messed up. It's strange. Well, I know the Instagram ones, what it does, instead of showing me the people I follow, and this is happening to everybody, it shows me the biggest accounts and says, look at this, follow this, watch this. And I'm like, but they already have hundreds of thousands of followers or millions or whatever. That's who they want you to go after. And I don't know why they do that. Like, why don't they... Why don't they share it a little? Like, why, 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 why would you want your biggest people to get even bigger while you crush yeah. the little people? And I know I'm not little at this point, but I'm not big enough to be one of them either. I'm kind of right on that cusp, so that's why I won't give up. But if you're smaller, it's like, my God, they just they don't want anyone to see anything you do. Yeah, there's two reasons for that. Number one, they're making more revenue off of those people. And number two, they're actually paying for sponsorships. So a lot of those bigger accounts, it's part of their uh, advertising and marketing budget, you know. And so they're constantly stringing um, ads back to back to back or sponsorships, you know. And you can do it very under the radar so it doesn't look like an ad. And basically, it's just uh, Meta or Facebook trying to... Uh, you know, I, I guess it's almost like an extortion in a way, <laughs> you know, to try and drive views up. But uh, that that's a big part of it, I believe. So anyways, yeah. that's for a marketing podcast. I, I want to get in on that extortion. So <laughs> that's right. Sure. It's, uh, you know, pay your $25 a week and uh, get your get your traffic journal. That's what it does. So. All right, you can find me at the giant rat, T H E E giant rat, on Instagram and on TikTok. And that should do it for this week. We will see you on the next one.